We've got trade rumors. We've got injury reports. We've got all sorts of cool stuff on today's edition of Locked on NHL Western Conference Wednesday, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You're Locked on NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is it working? No, I just see the screen that says locked on NHL. Oh, are we there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, well, I guess we'll just proceed apace and pretend that everything looks okay on my end. I'm just going to use my imagination. You're listening to Locked On NHL. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Sarah Avampato, one half of your regular Wednesday crew here, also host of Locked On Kings. I'm joined, allegedly, I can't see her, by Jess Belmonstro, host of Locked On Flames, and as usual, there we go. My partner in crime. There we go. Western Conference Wednesday. It's not a it's not a complete day if you don't have some sort of bizarre technical difficulty that you don't know why it happened or how. But but we're here. We're here. We're ready to talk about hockey. And we've actually got some news for you today. Uh, today we're going to look at the the announcement from the Chicago Blackhawks about their official hiring of their new GM. Uh, we're going to look at some rumors out of Nashville or some lack of rumors, I guess you could say. And of course, Vegas, when will they have to deal with the problems they have created for themselves? We'll look at all that today <laughs> on the show. But we're going to start by turning to Chicago with their announcement of hiring their new general manager, who is basically the kid who had been their interim general manager. Uh, Kyle Davidson has officially announced as the uh, Blackhawks GM. And would you like to take a guess, Jess, at how old he is? Um, so I only know because I have the article pulled up. But <laughs> he is a baby. He's 33. So we're now bringing in the next generation of old white men. <laughs> <laughs> like right, they just—it's what—it's like their final form. Like, is this like a Pokemon? Like that—that's what they—they they finally evolve into. Like their final form is yeah. old white man who's had the same job for like thirty years. Uh, but right. yeah, Cal Davidson, thirty-three years old. Uh, he has been with the Blackhawks since uh, summer of 2010. He started out as a hockey operations intern. So at you 23? Too. No, 21. Yeah. Oh, well, welcome to your first job out of college, kid, I guess. Who do you, who's, your, who's your dad? Right, Mr. Davidson. <laughs> right, it's, 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 well, I mean, congrats to him, I guess. Yeah. Like, look at that hustle, way to, you know, climb up the ranks and stuff. But yeah, that, yes. you know, that is impressive. Yeah, I mean, it, we can make fun of it as much as we want. But at the end of the day, I sure haven't worked my way up to general manager of anything. <laughs> since I graduated for college. Um, But yeah, started as an intern, has worked a a whole bunch of different roles over his 12 seasons uh, with the team. In 2018, he was named assistant to the general manager. 
Uh, and then last offseason, he was promoted to assistant general manager of hockey administration. And then after all the Stan Bowman being gently allowed to step down stuff uh, was named interim uh, GM for the Blackhawks. So their big long search where they interviewed all sorts of people uh, all came down to hiring the guy who already had the job. Now, I mean, no disrespect to this fine, young, hardworking gentleman. <laughs> um, I'm sure, you know, good for you. Obviously, like, you don't just get, well, actually, you do kind of just get out of these jobs. But, <laughs> you know, at that young age, you have to have had proved yourself. And you must be doing something right. But you're telling me that there was no one more qualified Mm -hmm. and is it because you know i could see like internal hires and promotions are great but is it because he's watched what's gone Mm -hmm. on and he can be complacent or you know is does he have some brilliant ideas that will help this rebuild yeah and it's you know it's 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 one of those things where it's like if the Blackhawks organization ownership on down really wanted to remake their organization, this was the time to do it. Um, right. I know they had interviewed, uh, I know they interviewed a woman who works for the Raptors uh, who had already kind of said, yeah, this wasn't like the opportunity for me, but they at least seemed sincere in their interest in talking to her. Um, they interviewed a guy who works for the Cubs. You know, so they did look at people outside of hockey um, in addition to looking at Peter Chiarelli, which, you know, honestly, if I had to pick between, this kid, Cal Davidson and Peter Chiarelli, well, they made the right choice, right? Good job. Um, But yeah, it's like if they wanted to really say like, you know what, we are literally blowing things up and starting over again. um, It would have been a really good time to bring in someone from outside of hockey and and give them a shot. But I I will say for, for Cal Davidson, he at least is saying the right things in a seemingly sincere way. Um, He does seem very cognizant of the fact that the Blackhawks have a lot of work to do on and off the ice of, you know, rebuilding, not just the product on the ice that people go to see, but making people care about the team again and making people trust in them again. Um, He at least is talking a good talk. We'll see what that means, you know, in terms of what he actually gets done, especially knowing, you know, as we've talked about before on here, the whole like Rocky Wirtz outburst thing, like, how much power does this kid really have if that's his boss, you know? Exactly. And, you know, because he's young and relatively new to mm-hmm. his position, is he going to be someone who risks stepping mm-hmm. on people's toes and um, has the ability to make this true culture change? And, like, I'm rooting for him. I don't want this, you know... I don't want to see him fail. I think it's important that um, for the players and just to rebuild who they are mm-hmm. as a team, find that identity. And, you know, it, it looks like a majority of the uh, dirt is out of the house. Um, you know, unfortunately, Rocky Wars is still there, but there's not yeah. much you can do about that. Not like you can just like <laughs> fire your owner. Right. Um, but. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to seem overly optimistic because, I mean, Chicago is in a really weird spot when it comes to rebuilding and retooling. But I don't know. I think 
it's important to have like a young mind in there who mm-hmm. obviously knows what it takes to get uh, hard work done. And I think that it'll be an interesting climb. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the fact that he, um, you know, I mean, he still comes from within, within the organization. He still comes from hockey, but he also like, it's not, you know, he's not a former player. He's not, uh, you know, I spent 20 years hitting people on the ice. And so that's the way I think about the game. You know, it seems like he does have, you know, a more modern idea of what hockey is. And he already, you know, his first day on the job basically has already said, this is a rebuild, which I feel like are not words that Stan Bowman ever specifically said with that amount of like, he's like, no, we have to rebuild this team. We basically have to tear it down and start over, which, you know, they've needed to do for years, but Stan Bowman wouldn't do it. So now someone will, and we'll see, you know, with the trade deadline coming up, we'll actually get to see what he's made of in terms of trades and everything. I think, you know, Stan Bowman only like recognized the rebuild when that letter to like season ticket holders went out. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, hold your horses. Like things are going to get kind of ugly um, and we're going to stink. But I promise we're working on it. Things got ugly, but not the way that you were kind of just expecting them. To. Right. Um, yeah. Different. Yeah. Different kind of yeah. dirty and bad. But, you know, I think. It's. It would have been so interesting for them to bring in someone from baseball mm-hmm. or, you know, or basketball. I think mm-hmm. really any other sport um, because you, you kind of – it doesn't matter, like, what sport you come from. It's a matter of you being able to make smart decisions. Right, and right. Timely decisions. But I don't know. I know that you go to a lot of Chicago games. Uh, is, do you truly think – anyone on this roster is untouchable if we're going full-blown rebuild i mean the only one who should be um of the guys who are currently playing is alex to like he's okay. the only guy who i would say is the kind of player you could build around not just skill wise but also personality wise he has a lot of character he is a person that like fans have like took to immediately he's fun i you follow know, him on yeah. instagram yeah, he's a fun guy. He's got good dogs. Like, you know, I, I feel like he he's and he of all the players who spoke kind of in the aftermath of all the, the Cal Beach stuff and everything. He was kind of one of the first ones who came out and was like, yeah, Stan Bowman and those guys needed to go. Like he actually said the hard things that, you know, Jonathan that, no, that like, your captain wasn't even saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like for me, he would be kind of the only guy I'd say "Mm -mm, like you can't have like or if you want him you have to give me something crazy for him um you know even in terms of prospects um Lucas Reichel's a really good one probably their best prospect and prospects in terms of forwards but even him you know if someone's going to blow you away with a package like you have to listen but they they should yeah it it is and it's you know respectful to guys like Taves and Kane who probably don't want to, I mean, they're, they're going to say all the right things about like, I want to stay here, whatever, but they know like the clock is ticking on them right. and their careers. So, you know, much like they very kindly sent Duncan Keith to Edmonton, um, you know, <laughs> to be closer to his son, but whatever, like you sort of owe it to some of those veteran players right. to at least say like, okay, here's our plan. And Cal David Davidson has said, he's like, yeah, I'm going to keep them in the loop as to like what, what our plans are. 
Right. You know, it's, it's only fair to say, here's our plan. Do you want to stay? Here? Do you want to commit again? Like they're up for new contracts soon. Like, do you, right. is like, this what you want or do you want to go? Do you want to finish your career out here or do you want to try to go win somewhere else? Like, right. And I think that that's fair, even though I have like my own personal beef with the both right. of them. Right. Uh, but yeah. Like all that aside. Yeah. I think that's, you know, the most respectful thing to do. And I think it's important uh, for a general manager and really anyone who is making these decisions to have that open communication. And, you know, yesterday the Oilers placed someone on waivers and their mom Mm -hmm. replied and was like, oh, this is a really great way for the both of us to find out. And I don't, yeah, like this, that, that's terrible. But I I hope that every organization kind of uh, takes a proactive approach. Mm -hmm. And especially, you know, Kyle Davidson has to do the hard work of regaining the public's trust. Yeah. And that's not a job for the Mm -mm. week. So Mm -mm. good luck to him. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, I mean, I wish him the best. Like, I hope that he really can enact change and wants, you know, wants to make a difference. Um, and that, you know, for the sake of all the people who have given that team their money, that the team on ice gets a lot better. Because let me tell you, oh, buddy. Yeah. I get to go see them lose to the Oilers later this week. So that's going to be great. That's so sad. Why would you do that to yourself? I, it was part of my ticket package. <laughs> Oh, well, at least you get to see Connor McDavid. Right. Like, I get that's Connor like the McDavid, one bright like, side. <laughs> yeah. Leon Dreisaitl, like, they'll do cool stuff. Like, I just go to the games because if I want to see NHL hockey, like, that's right, what I got to do. Um, yeah. So. Is it going to be Duncan Keith's um, homecoming? I don't know. He's He's been out with, like, a concussion. So I don't know if oh, he – I think right. I saw that he, like, is practicing. So I don't know. If, if, if it is, that'll – I also think it's, like – Nicholas Yalmerson like memory night or something so it'll be a lot of uh I don't know feelings for the 17 people that are there no, it's better than that it's not that bad it's not that bad there'll be a lot of Oilers fans though oh of course <laughs> well we have more GM shenanigans or lack thereof to talk of to talk about uh right after this but first uh I think you've got some snacks to tell us about I do uh you know we do talk about snacks a lot on this show And I have a feeling that Kyle Davidson will be eating plenty of snacks at his desk, (laughs) probably playing around with, uh, you know, the armchair GM feature on Cap Friendly and before making those phone calls. But uh, you can get some snacks at Built.com. Everyone these days is, you know, just we're hungry. We we need something. We need to be fed. Uh, Have you tried the puffs, Sarah? I have, and they are delicious. And if you don't know what we're talking about, puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar. They are a treat that are covered in 100% real chocolate, and they have some really delicious flavors, including uh, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, and a yummy cinnamon churro which sounds delicious. And all Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and those are 100% real chocolate. So you don't have to worry about that fake sugar and all those bad things that can give people really bad headaches. Um, 
excuse me, built bars and puffs are low calorie, high protein, and you can replace your candy bar or your favorite sweet snacks with these. These are better for you. And if you're watching your calories and macros, then built bar is the uh, snack for you. So head on over to built.com today and use promo code locked15 for 15% off of your order. All right. That sounds like a great thing to do to go get some snacks. Um, when you're done with your snacks, you should uh, check out some other podcasts that we have here on Locked on uh, NHL, Locked on Podcast Network. Uh, of course, you should be making this show, Locked on NHL, your first listen of the day, available wherever you get your podcasts. But for your next listen, you should be checking out the Locked on Now podcast. It features nightly recaps of every NHL game. You can get analysis from all of our local experts, so you don't get to just hear from us. You get to hear from hosts all across the Locked On NHL squad, all about their teams, the ups, the downs, the tragedy, the hilarious losses. Toronto, looking at you. You can find all of that on Locked On Now. It is, of course, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, one thing you may or may not hear about on Locked On Now is the Nashville Predators and Philip Forsberg. There was a rumor that went around recently saying that uh, the Predators may have been looking to shop him. Uh, he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season, doesn't have a new deal in place. Uh, the Predators GM has come out and said, no, I'm not trying to trade Philip Forsberg. We're trying to sign Philip Forsberg. Um, you know, both sides want it to get done, whatever. As of today, he says, I can tell you clearly we are trying to sign Philip Forsberg. Well, how about that? It's almost like some reverse psychology and i feel so bad i'm approaching this entire episode with like massive speculation but i don't know i'm just like i do not trust any of these teams especially when it comes to their ufas um you know obviously if both sides want to get it done they'll get it done but at the same time like why wouldn't you try to see what's out there for him Mm -hmm. especially while you can. And I just, you know, I, I love Philip Forsberg. I think he was one of my, one of the first predator predators I ever remember um, watching as a hockey fan or as like an adolescent hockey fan trying to get back into things. But like, <laughs> I, I think that he would be a fantastic asset to any team especially one that's trying to have a serious run at the playoffs. And I don't know if Nashville's that team. Mm -hmm. I don't think Nashville knows if they're that team. Yeah. And I feel like that's what's making this more interesting is that they've been in and out of a playoff spot. At some points they've been at the top of the division uh, or of the, you know, the central uh, right now they're holding down the first wild card spot in the West uh, with 64 points. They're just one point behind Minnesota, who has that number three spot. So, you know, trade deadline is coming up on March 21st. So they've got, you know, 20, 18, 19, 20 days, kind of, to figure out what they're doing with him, figure out what they think they can accomplish at the trade deadline, uh, where they think this team is going. Uh, but Forsberg and the team have both said, yeah, I'd like to, like, we, you know, Forsberg says he wants to come back. The team says he wants him back. Uh, but, you know, so far nothing has happened. Like you haven't even heard like leaks about, you know, contract negotiations or, or this or that. But he is, I mean, if this, tra if, if a trade does happen, 
like that's going to be the blockbuster this year. He is, he leads the Predators with goals, 27 goals in 40 games. He has 45 points. That's third on the team. Um, Any team would, I mean, whenever the first rumor came out, I was like, does Victor Arvidsson need a friend from his old team? Because I would take Philip Forsberg, but the package to give up for him, I don't even know where you start with that. Like, yeah, and I don't know how low Nashville's willing to go with mm-hmm. that price because they know teams want him. Yeah. And like we both said, like this he would be the blockbuster trade. This would mm-hmm. be uh just unbelievable, especially, you know, if it turns out that neither side was really working towards anything. And mm-hmm. I think as the deadline draws closer, we're going to get a better idea of what's happening because no one is showing their cards at this point. They all have their strong poker faces and I I don't know. And I don't know if anyone really has a package. Like is Nashville mm-hmm. going to want him to stay in the Western Conference or are they going to kind of not to compare him to Jack Eichel, but mm-hmm. in the same situation are they going to say Go east, my yeah. sweet son. Yeah, I mean, I, if I if I were David Poyle and if I were the team behind the, the Predators, I would want him uh, back back over in the east. I was just looking. There's an article on uh, NBC Sports, kind of talking about uh, the Philip Philip Forsberg and his whole situation, and they're kind of speculating on some teams that could work. And the most hilarious suggestion is sending him back to the Washington Capitals because he, of course, was originally drafted by the Capitals. Uh, they traded him in a really dumb trade that, like, everyone still makes fun of to this day um, because the Capitals wanted help now. They didn't want a prospect they had to, like, deal with. Um, and so it would be really, really funny to send him back to the Capitals. It's just sort of like how whenever uh, – you know, rumors were started going around about the Kings possibly trading uh, Jeff Carter before they did yep. it. Um, I was like, the best possible place to send him that would be really funny would be to send him back to the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, oh, yeah. Which would have been hilarious. They did the second most hilarious thing, though, which was to send them to the Penguins, the arch nemesis. That was very mm-hmm. funny. But, you know, yeah, what do you give up for Philip Forsberg? How, like, right. teams that are... Um, you know, competitors that are in a, a position to win the cup don't have the salary cap space no. to necessarily take on a player like that. Um, and you know, it, it seems like it could be a situation sort of like where um, it was the year that Artemi Panarin didn't resign in Columbus and everyone kind of knew he wasn't going to resign there. And yeah. Columbus was like sort of hanging in there in the playoff, like playoff mm-hmm. picture, sort of not. And they elected to keep him. Uh, knowing that he wasn't going to resign and just let him walk at the end of the year. Um, and I, I feel like that may be the most likely thing that the Predators do, which is, okay, we can't come to a deal. We're going to keep trying to hammer something out. We want you for the playoffs. So we might just, you know, have to lose out. Right. But, oh, well. And because, yeah, at- what do you do? <laughs> right. And, like, at that same time, are you in a position to retain that kind of salary, mm-hmm. the salary that you're taking on uh, from that package? So you have to kind of uh, – again, these are number people things, things I am not. So yeah, no. um, 
And if you do want him to stick around, you know, get the most out of it. Like, crank those jersey sales. Do yeah. some sort of promotion, <laughs> you know. Line your pockets. Yeah. Um, Enjoy it while you can. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, when a guy like that walks, I mean, the, the Preds have, you know, a decent team still, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, that's a guy that losing, that would hurt. Yeah. And we don't need to pick the scab off the Pecorine wound oh this soon. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. I feel Ugh. like Preds fans are still sad about that. They're still sad about like the team trading Victor Arvidsson over the summer. Yeah. I feel like anytime I talk to Preds fans doing, or, you know, any on Kings, they're all like, how's Victor Arvidsson doing? Is he having a nice day? We miss him. Um, you know, so a fan favorite uh, in Philip Forsberg would be huge uh, for them to move. But We'll see. I think he stays there, but dumber stuff has happened in hockey. Yeah, I don't think that he's on the move. And I do think a deal would get done. I don't – I just can't imagine him playing anywhere else. Right. At this point. Yeah, it'd be weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have uh, one more thing to talk about today, which is seemingly the regular segment on the show, which is Vegas WTF. Uh, We're going to talk about that. (laughs) On the show coming up on uh, Locked On NHL, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. So we've got Vegas, and every time we talk about them, we're like, "How how do how <laughs> how, how how do math how do math work?" Uh, and the latest thing has been uh, Robin Leonard was out on the injured reserve list for a little while. He is back now. He's practicing. He's ready to come back. They sent back their baby goalie back to the AHL um everything looks okay for right now sort of in the cap they they have managed to you know fit everyone under it so far um but there's also the added bonus bonus of uh Alec Martinez has been out a significant amount of time this season and he's been practicing uh lately um and he is on long-term injured reserve. I, I, don't, I don't, he's not quite ready to come back yet, but he has been with the team. Uh, and that's usually your first step to getting ready to come back. Uh, he's on long-term injured reserve. So he's currently saving the Vegas Golden Knights a little over 5 million in cap space. So <laughs> right now they've got about mm, 4 million in cap space, a little hmm. over, but they might uh, find themselves in a pickle if he is ready to come back anytime oh, soon. He, he, they will make sure he's not ready to come back. <laughs> I sure. mean, I mean, they've been so good at playing like long-term injured reserve yeah. hot potato. Um, I feel like the next most likely candidates, they have two other guys right now on regular injured reserves and so not saving them cap space. They have Matias Janmark who has a $2 million cap hit and they have Nolan Patrick who's at 1.2 million. Um, I don't remember Jan Mark's situation off the top of my head, but Nolan Patrick got hit for like the 8,000th time. Was that the um, Nathan McKinnon mm-hmm. hit? Yep. He's and still out? Yeah, he's still out. Um, has I don't even think he's been practicing. Um, I feel like a whole podcast topic is just like how bad I feel for poor Nolan Patrick. Yeah, um, I think I might dedicate like a Friday episode to that. Right? It's rough. It yeah. Um, <laughs> but so it's like, okay let's say Alec Martinez comes back and they have to free up about $5.3 million in cap space. They've got 4.3 right now. So they've got a 
move about a million dollars. If they think either of those guys are going to be out for a significantly long time, well, there's your answer is you punt yeah. one of them over. I mean, there's probably more complex stuff to it than that. Again, I'm not the math person either. Um, but the numbers seem to make sense. And it's just like, A, how do they keep getting away with this? <laughs> B, what does it mean for them at the trade deadline? Because you know right. they're going to do something. You know they are. They're, they're Vegas. Um, right. How? How do? I'm just... Okay, so my immediate reaction is put Nolan Patrick on LTIR, especially if he's not practicing. Like, take that weight off of your shoulders. And I'm sure... I mean, I don't know. I would feel guilty if I was like, oh my god, I'm costing this team like $1.3 million while I'm sitting in my lavish home. But, like, you know... I just I don't see him coming back. Mm-hmm. I don't I I mean I don't know I don't know the situation off the top of my head, but based on his history, it seems very unlikely that it's going to be a quick bounce back. Yeah. So, you know, you you figure that out. That's a few million bucks or million and a half, whatever it is, and then you just you have to trade someone. Yeah. You have to, and I mean I, I don't know. I just, I'm just, I'm so upset about Nolan Patrick. I lost my right? train of thought. <laughs> it is I very, just, uh, like, I, you know, I, I was hoping whenever he got traded to Vegas, um, you know, as someone who, because he was part of that, like, three-way trade, and, like, yeah. Cody Glass went to Nashville. Um, and, I, like, I watched a lot of Cody Glass in the AHL because he played in Chicago. Yeah. Um, and I still, like, I, I, that kid can be an NHL player, and I don't really know you know, how he got so sort of stuck in the middle. Um, you know, he's still playing in the AHL right now. But I had kind of hoped for Nolan Patrick, like, okay, as much as like, you know, I'm not a big Vegas fan. I was like, all right, yeah. like this could be a good chance for him to like fresh start. You know, he gets away from the Philadelphia crowd that like, you know, basically turned on him for no fault of his own. It's not his fault that he like has had multiple head injuries. Right. And I'm like, okay, like, you get to go to a new fan base, you get a new opportunity. Um, Vegas fans are like, you know, as much as we kind of like roll our eyes, like they're pumped about everything. Oh yeah. So, you know, cool. Um, and then here, like he, you know, this is like probably the second time, at least the season that he's been out with, with yeah. injury, um, particularly head related stuff. And it's just a bummer. Like. It's so like, and it's so upsetting as, you know, as someone who sees athletes as more than just, you know, mm-hmm. a guy in hockey gear, mm-hmm. you know, you have to worry about that quality of life aspect. And, you know, back to the cap space stuff real quick. I think it's just kind of a revolving door for Vegas. Yeah. And it's like, okay, one guy can get off and the next goes on. Like, I I don't want to say it's them getting lucky because obviously, you know, it comes up the – right someone getting hurt but they've been um very fortunate when it comes to the convenience factor of everyone's timely injuries Mm -hmm. and what what have you but yeah i just um i don't even know i i'm i the only vegas game i've really watched outside of the times they've played the flames was jack eichel's return and that's when um Oh my gosh, Nolan Patrick went down, mm-hmm. and I, that's probably the end of his season. So yeah, that's not great. Yeah, it's, <sighs> it, yeah, Vegas. Like, I still think Vegas looks for a goalie. 
even though like Leonard's yeah. back. Um, you know, I think Brassois has been fine as their backup, but you know, their number three is a kid who's played like two NHL games. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, I think, yeah. Logan Thompson. Yeah. 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 Um, I only know that because I like looked at their page like 10 minutes ago and I couldn't, <laughs> you know, but 10 minutes ago is a long time for my memory. Uh, but yeah, I, I expect them to look for like a number three kind of guy uh, with what money and what cap space. I don't know. But they'll find it. They'll find it. They'll. I feel like that's the moral of the story. Vegas, they'll find it. <laughs> that's just like their <laughs> slogan yeah. on all their like merch. That's their branding. They'll I find it. I love it. it. Like yeah. Vegas, money, what's that? <laughs> Honestly. Oh, man. But, They're you know, I am still curious to see if any phone calls have been made to Chicago, especially with this new general manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I know that Clary it. On the move. Yeah. And I know that they like kind of dispelled the rumors, mm-hmm. um, at least Vegas did. But I think also they, you know, they have to save face. Yeah. Yeah. In that situation. I, yeah. I, I personally, I, so I, on Tuesday, I talked with uh, Mary Clark. I was on the, the cross check show that we do, which you should be listening to. If you're a hockey fan, obviously listening to this podcast, you should be listening to the cross check from Mary Clark and Andrew Berkshire. Um, I jumped on as a, a guest host with Mary on Tuesday and we were talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs and I didn't say it in the show because I didn't want to derail everything we were talking <laughs> about, but I was like, you know, cause we were talking about like, you know, Jack Campbell really needs, help like Peter Mrazek isn't it he's hurt all the time like Jack Campbell is like playing more games he's ever played in his career like they need a solid other goaltender and I was like Marc-Andre Fleury might be available like I would hate it because I don't want Marc-Andre Fleury to be a Toronto Maple Leaf but it would make a lot of sense it would I don't know what their money situation is but I don't think they, they have money no but if they follow in Vegas's footsteps money What's it matter? Exactly. Wow, I never thought of that. And now the thought of him in a Toronto sweater is making me Weird. a little nauseous. Don't like it. Don't, <laughs> don't like it. I think I think that's a great place to end as we both sit uncomfortably with the, yeah. the image in our brains of Mark Rocky mm-hmm. Fleury in a Toronto Maple Leaf sweater. Uh, we'll we'll just meditate on that one for a while. Uh, as you all go on about your day, thank you so much for listening to Locked on NHL for making us your first listen of the day every day of course there is more content here all week long on locked on nhl looking at all the biggest stories across the league uh so make sure you come back tomorrow for more from our great team of hosts here on locked on nhl now that you're done here go make your second listen locked on fantasy hockey with hosts steel roden and flip livingstone you can become the expert of your fantasy league it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts and also on the youtubes so that's it from me, and that's it from Jess today. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah, uh, Locked on Kings at Locked on Ellie Kings, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Jess, where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. You can find Locked on Flames wherever you listen to this podcast, as well as YouTube. All right. Well, Jess, a pleasure as always making fun of Vegas with you and uh, we'll be back next week. Jess and I, and make sure you keep listening to locked on NHL every day of the week here on locked on uh, NHL locked on part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.